1: with us Adam what can you tell us
0: uh, okay we, 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 we got people coming through here but it just came through the sale is unanimous it now has been approved Josh Harris has officially purchased the Washington commanders from Dan Snyder for 6.05 billion dollars his owners stream out of the room the vote just came down the deal still is not officially closed they have until August 1st to close that deal but the vote has been unanimous and Josh Harris has been approved as the new owner of the Washington Commanders.
1: You heard it from Adam Schefter, Josh Harris is now the...
0: There it is Tay,
2: there it is. What's going on? Welcome to the Tay and Todd Washington Commanders podcast. And we are finally back. We are back with a new regime as far as ownership. Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, Marky Mark, Mitchell Rails. Todd, how you feeling?
0: I can't even put it to words how I'm feeling. I can't. Like, I want to just, like, scream. I just want to yell out um, as I get an email from work for something that I haven't done. But it doesn't matter. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't believe it, it doesn't feel real. That Dan Snyder is gone forever. I know, I, we knew, like, since November. And then, and then the formal agreement. But then it's real. When the vote happened... But then the next day, when it was like the deal is closed, and I, I I can't even I can't put it into words. I it's like the type of thing that you get emotional about. You know, yeah, I can't even man. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> How are you yeah. feeling?
2: I, I I'm feeling good, man. It's kind of like a. I don't know it's kind of weird because we knew it was going to happen but just the fact that it wasn't like a boom washington so you know dan snyder so right the fact that it has such a big you know a long ongoing process and kind of ruined it a little bit but not really it's just the fact that man it's just unbelievable just looking at the washington football uh washington commander's twitter and just seeing the change like immediately yeah yeah like man right this like this is real like oh my yeah exactly (laughs) like Um, I, I'm pumped up, man. I feel like now, you know, my son can be a Washington Commanders fan. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, forward to it, man. I, I'm, I'm pumped up. Magic Johnson, uh, you were able to go to uh, the thing on Friday, and I want yeah. you to talk a little bit about that and just tell me what you experienced, the fan base, and, and just, I mean, how was it?
0: Definitely, um, yeah. I guess uh, before I get into that, it was like hearing. Um, I was like, this, is, you know, Friday was one of those days. Not Friday, Thursday the day of the vote was one of those days where you want to just be fully like ingrained in all sports media, like news outlet, the radio, NFL network, ESPN, CBS, pro football. Yeah. You you want to take it all in, right? Yeah. Especially like local radio, listening to Grant and Danny, and they're just live while, like, wait, while we're waiting for the announcement of the vote. And then it comes in, you know, that tweet from Adam Schefter that we were waiting for and hearing them announce it like, your new like the the Washington Commanders have a new owner, and it was giving me chills. Like it was crazy hearing the fans cheering in the background and singing the fight song, and then the bullpen that I, w- I wanted to go there, I couldn't go there. Yeah. But then Friday at the stadium, um, let's see, I showed up. It, it, the gates opened at one. Parking opened at ten. Gates opened at one. Got there at about twelve twenty, right? So forty minutes before. I would say the line was. I'm 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 bad at estimating, but it was it was I would say longer than the length of a football field. Wow! Right wow. from from the entrance all the way it was basically it went all the way down. Um, it's I guess the end of it was at the team store, and then the Legends Plaza was where it started, and then it looped back around the other way. So however many people that is thousands of people in line, and this is at twelve. This is forty minutes before the gates even open i don't know what time people probably people were out there before 10 to to get in you know line um and just the the energy the vibes were just i i don't know it was incredible everyone was happy but it was like it wasn't like before a game where everyone's happy but then we might lose and then everyone's mad it was just like everyone is excited everyone is it's it's uh july before training camp we're not even there. They called it a training camp pep rally, but it wasn't a training camp pep rally. You know, they, they just—that's what they called it. Name People were like not. It. Yeah, exactly. They had to name it something, and you know, obviously everyone knew the vote was going to go through, but the vote still had to go through. So right. you couldn't call it an ownership pep rally, I guess, just yet. But it was a—it was a pep rally that had nothing to do with actual football. Like it wasn't a game. It wasn't training camp. It wasn't playoffs. It was literally an ownership transition, and it was the most excitement I've ever seen wow. from anything I've been to at the stadium. Wow. And, I mean, when we got there at, you know, once the gates opened at 1, they didn't come out until probably closer to 3.30 because the press conference was at 2, maybe 3, 3.30. So for, you know, a couple of hours, you know, Smoot and uh, and, and Logan Paulson are, are up there, and they're doing a couple things here and there. Uh, the command force, <laughs> which I always laugh when I say the command force. The command force is there. You can take a picture with them. Um, there weren't players to like, you know, to get autographs from, stuff like that. Uh, there was just food trucks, which everything was five dollars. Each food truck had one dish they were serving, and it was five dollars, which was oh, pretty right. cool, honestly. Yeah. And they had some free snacks you could get, free drinks you could get, yeah. but basically for two hours, two and a half hours, we were just standing around waiting. But everyone was excited. Everyone was lit. Everyone was full of energy. And it was, man, it was just awesome. And then when they came, well, the press conference, obviously, there's excitement. We were watching that on the screen. But when they came out, honestly, more than the excitement from the fans, what I really took away from it was the excitement of the actual ownership group, of Josh Harris especially, of when he was high-fiving the fans. I mean, it was like, it was like I could see, like, it was almost like he was shaking, like, yeah. He was up there just, like, high-fiving, and you could tell it was like he was fired up. Because, you know, it's all been business stuff. It's all been meetings and, and, and appointments and press conferences. This was his first time getting to, like, interact with the actual fans and, the, and that, that excitement energy. And, I mean, I, you could tell he was fired up. Him, Mark Ein, um, Magic, even Ron Rivera, Jason, uh, Terry McLaurin, John Allen, who were the two players there, you could just tell that there was an excitement that I don't think has ever been there. And like Jonathan Allen said, he's waited seven years to see the fan base like this. Wow! So I think you know it's like it's it's noticeable. It was incredible. I'm so glad I went because it was it was historic. It was for, you know for fans, our age. Honestly, not even just our age. Fans older than us. You were born in 1991. Two. 92. I was born in 94. So you were born the year that they won their last Super Bowl, right? They right. won it in ninety two the 91 season, right? Yeah. But, I mean, how old would you have had to have been to actually remember that Super Bowl? Born. You know, you'd probably have to be, like, eight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean, to, like, actually take it in to I be a teenager. One. Oh, yeah. yeah to yeah. take it in a teenager, to, yeah. to, to remember it, maybe 10? I don't know. Yeah. But you would have to have been born, basically, in, like, the early 80s. Right. And if you're born in the early eighties, you're like forty now. So really any fan under forty, Friday, Thursday, Friday was the biggest days in our life as Commanders fans. Mm-hmm. That we could actually remember and experience. Like those were the most historic days. Crazy. <clears throat> it was incredible. Yeah, it was it was incredible. And so like now there's just like and you know, Tay, obviously we're the fans, you and I, like like many others, uh we've still been in this thing this whole time. You know, we've we've been to the games, we watch all the games, we do a podcast. no one right. makes us do this. Right. Um, we still care, but it's like, so I'm saying we're not even the fans that need to be, um, I don't know, read, yeah, convinced and, like we don't need our exci- like to be pulled back in essentially, right. Right. right we're we're here. But even as one of those fans, like I feel like I'm pulled back in. Like Mike's oh, like man. nothing can tear me down. Nothing can bring me down. Yeah. Like it's just all positive vibes. I don't care about anything um i'm excited i'm so excited for this season and i really want them to win i have i don't have any desire for them to lose but if they don't have a good season i'm still vibes like i'm still so excited because it's so much more than just this season now it's just like the future the future actually matters they actually have a future now that's why this one season is not gonna tear me down exactly. i'm good i'm good at yeah, yeah man and
2: yeah i wish i could have been there friday but um it's. It's, I mean, just seeing the fan base, just seeing the videos on Twitter, just gave me the chills of the bullpen on Thursday afternoon, Definitely. evening, and then Definitely. The videos on Friday. It's just like, man, like, I was telling my wife, I said, man, this is just crazy. Like, this is, this is like truly special. So I'm, I'm right up and he's saying all the right things, magic. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they have a great bond. Like, all, all the, yeah, have a great bond together. Which yes. Means a lot. And it's like not one person is taking, Run of everything it's like they're working as a team yeah, Mitchell yeah. Wells, man he's so motivational like just hearing their speeches right was, yeah it's just I'm like man it's I, I'm just speechless I I feel like we have the best ownership group in the and and I was I was big Jeff Bezos I was huge right. Jeff Bezos right but looking back at it I'm just so glad we got Josh Harris and, and yeah Nicole because I think this is yeah. I think this was the right fit I think this was the perfect fit I agree and um I'm ready, and, and just seeing, uh, I'll get more into this, the Psy Sci article, Psy.com article that came out uh, earlier today about the interview yeah. with, uh, with with Josh Harrison, man. He said mm-hmm. some important things that, yeah. um, it has me pumped up, has me pumped up. Yeah, so.
0: no, for sure. I mean, it's like you said, um, I love that it's, one, an ownership group, yeah. and two, like, th- you know when, you're talking about, when you hear people say like you know I was a fan I grew up it's you know it's gonna like it takes some convincing it's like it's right. it's easy for you to you're from here doesn't mean you were a fan it's easy right. to say right. but then the more I hear them say the more I read then I see pictures of oh, yeah. them like when they were kids and gear and stuff yeah. and it's like okay you really were like even if like I don't think Josh Harris was a big Commanders fan now yeah. you know lately yeah. but he when he talked about walking through during the diligence tour and. And seeing the like the, the the murals and whatever of the great players of the Art Monks and the Joe Gibbs and all that stuff, and it's like taking him back to that time. Because the truth is, I I would assume that for these guys that had this team not been destroyed by Dan Snyder, they would actually still be very passionate fans. But I can see how you know g- experiencing what you experienced, and then twenty four. That's we didn't experience the full twenty four years. Today. We were still young in the beginning. You know, experienced the full twenty four years. And, and then buying your own teams and all that sort of thing, your excitement gets taken away, your attention gets taken away. But it's the ownership group is those three guys: Mark Ein, Josh Harris, and and Mitchell Rails. Like it's all three of them are from this area. All three yeah. of them grew up fans. All three of them have the memories of RFK, and that's I just think that's incredible. And I think
2: and then I the story, you the story with magic too about
0: uh, yeah about Jack Kemp could and the late right exactly. And like you know matt like he he obviously he wants to win like as much as they're in this for money which like if there was no financial incentive they wouldn't be doing this but it's like it's it's not just the financial it's not david tepper uh it's not the walton's you know it's it's not um who bought the browns or or con who bought the jags and so on and so forth like these guys actually genuinely care about turning this organization around the one, you know, that represents their hometown, where they're from. And it's not often, honestly, I don't, how many NFL owners, how many people have have become NFL owners, bought a team with experience in managing other teams in major sports in America? The, the, the NHL, the, the the Devils, and the 76ers. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, David Tepper just came in from, from the hedge fund. Just him. He just came in, he bought it, and he's, he's running the show you know same for uh, and then the walton penner group it's like we're the we're the walmarts you know we don't this is this is just a, one of our many investments we want to be in this elite circle it's just one of our many investments we're going to hire you know nathan hackett or whatever but josh Harris, is like he's done this for years he's been doing this for years and i think obviously they need to win on the field for like anything to for, it, for for them to be viewed as good owners, they need to win, obviously. That's mm-hmm. perfectly fair. But I think it's very possible that we have a, a top five owner ownership group in the league before long. Oh, yeah. That's viewed as one of the best in the league before long. Because aside from the fact that they specifically care, they don't just care. Because Dan Snyder cared. He wanted to win. I do mm-hmm. believe he wanted to win mm-hmm. when he bought the team. These guys are like... Like the best in business. Yeah. Like Dan Snyder was a sketchy businessman before he bought mm-hmm. the Redskins. Mm-hmm. These guys are proven successful businessmen. Have a track record long before they bought this team. And Josh Harris is starting now at the same age as Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder was like your age when he got the team. Take yeah, you know. True. But um, um, Mitchell Rail's company. Uh, I can't remember the name, but they have like eighty-one thousand employees. Like, $30 billion in revenue a year. Like, you know, Josh Harris. These these guys have been doing this for years and years and years, and they know what they're doing. So, this is the fact that they're fans is no comparison to Dan Snyder and him being a fan. No comparison whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah.
2: None. Yeah. And then another thing I want to talk about with with Josh Harris is the fact that, man, like, if you follow him in sports, he's big into creating uh, the teams he owned. Um, He's big into creating uh winning advantages and that's something that was in the article that's that's my favorite thing yep and that is just insane like he's willing to yeah. spend whatever yes and yes. that is exciting because now I think Ron and them are really on the hot seat
0: yeah um, for sure
2: I think they're going out they're willing to pay for the best facilities they're going to be willing to
0: pay mm-hmm.
2: for, uh, it's going to be an attractive destination um, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure they know the him handling superstars as far as Joel Embiid and James Harden. He's going to know right. how to handle those relationships as far as not getting right. too attached, like Snyder would, you know. And and yeah, and yeah, company, you know, like <laughs> Snyder would be right. with friends with the quarterback, RG
0: three, like, Dwayne Haskins. RG3. Yeah, exactly.
2: And another thing he said in that article was that he's not going to be hand, and since he's not going to be hands on, he's going to hire the best people. And they're going to make those decisions. What a wonderful right. article! And it encourages me, man. Like, um, I just think I look at the Wizards and how they made a, a great hire for Michael Winger, and they they they're they're hiring top guys. And I think that's what I think that's what Josh Harris is going to do. He's going to get a president in there, whether that's mm-hmm. whoever. They're going to hire, yeah. we're finally going to have that structure. Like NFL yep. teams have, Yes. it's going to be, yes. I, I just, I literally can't, but he's talking about analytics and sports science. Yeah, sports science, right,
0: stuff, right. And that, that's the thing is like, when we talk about Dan Snyder, and we know so much about all the terrible decisions he made and him picking Dwayne Haskins and picking RG3. And, and we know a lot of it, but we don't even know half of it. And we don't know half of the areas in which he was, he, we know he was cheap. And we know that he was always trying to make money off of people always trying to rip somebody off always trying to sue somebody always trying to find something and we we don't even know half of this stuff like this just the day-to-day stuff where he just wasn't willing to spend or was looking for the cheapest option i mean but you look at the current facility that whatever it's called ortho whatever now and wherever wherever redskins park um it's it's like it's it's unbelievably outdated And there's no reason that it's so outdated, even, I mean, going back um, to, you know, when the the, the stadium process started, you still didn't know when a stadium was getting built. You still should have been upgrading the training facilities, even if you're planning on building a new stadium and having training facilities there, which I don't think you will have the training facilities Mm -hmm. at the stadium. Like, stuff like that. I mean, stuff like the the stadium falling apart and, and, and upgrades that needed to be made there, they upgraded the screens, they upgraded the audio system at FedEx. So they said they've done that already. They're doing construction oh, wow. all over. Like, I mean, the the way in which this group, Josh Harris, is and his group are willing to spend, like, that's something that is is absolutely worth getting excited about because Dan Snyder was not willing to spend and we know that, but but we don't even know to what degree. It's definitely worse than we actually know. Right. And now you have an owner not who just Dan Snyder was was he was he was a poorer billionaire than Josh Harris alone. All right. And he, Josh Harris is just the managing partner. There's yeah. 20 partners that are worth 100 billion dollars. <laughs> so there's plenty of money now. And and that's to the to the Jeff Bezos point. We wanted him primarily cuz of the money, right? I mean, he's Jeff Bezos. Yeah. This group has money too. Oh yeah, they do. Like they have money and I think in the press in the prospectus, it talked about needing like an immediate influx of however many, however many hundreds of millions of dollars it was for, for upgrades and and, and whatnot and repairs and all that sort of thing. So, I mean, hearing that, that's not something you think about first when you think about wanting a new owner, because it's not the fun of our months, but hearing how willing they are to spend and talking about finding an edge, like you, like you have to be willing to invest money, not just into players contracts and not, not just into coaches, coaches. but into, into the, executives into the the, the, the uh, um the like the sports science and the medical and the training equipment and the team and 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 the analytics There's like all of it investing in everything and that's what they're gonna do man and hearing magic johnson say like our goal is to become the best organization he didn't say the best team because they wanna be the best team but they wanna be the best organization and those are not the same thing right yeah you could have a, you could win super bowls but have a crappy organization like you yeah. couldn't but theoretically you could But these guys want like they they want the players to succeed but they want the guys selling tickets to succeed too right. you know they want everyone right. it's just awesome and it's it's very it's very inspiring stuff it's the stuff that like we've imagined for years but yeah. never thought yeah. would actually
1: happen yeah never
2: yeah yeah I'm, um I'm I'm, I'm I'm like i said i'm, I'm i can't I can't express it enough, man. I'm just ready for nope. the season. And, and just like you said, like even if they lose every game, I mean, which is a win-win for me because Caleb Williams is coming out in the draft. It, um, it is a win-win. <laughs> but but we, we, we know about that.
1: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
2: ba da ba ba That they like. And um, I'm not trying to jump the gun, but if Sam Howe does fizzle out, I could see a scenario where they, they do everything they can to get a, a Drake May, a um, a Caleb Williams. And what better way to do it? And a franchise. Yeah. I mean, could you just imagine new ownership and then coming into it, getting a new GM, new president, possibly a new coach, and then a new quarterback, all the following. I mean, the ceiling is up because, I mean, we're just not attached. I mean, this new ownership is going to pick the best. They're going to spend money for for, for, for it all. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a powerhouse in about a year of people wanting to come to play for the commanders and i think it's going to be it's going to be like the first time ever where teams are holding out and say well players are holding out and say man i want to go to the commanders or teams openly say like i i i envision caleb williams saying i want to i want to play in he does Uh, he he wants to i I feel like he does and (laughs) And if he and if
0: he wanted to i think he wanted to before dan snyder sold the team yeah he definitely would want to (laughs) now
2: yeah i'm hoping that he'll do some type of eli manning situation But yeah, man, I'm pumped, man. I'm ready to roll.
0: I'm I'm, I'm excited. I, I plan to go to a couple games this year,
2: and, and yeah. just really enjoy this. So,
0: yeah, and I mean, it, it's happening already. Season ticket sales are are like up like fifty percent sweet. Sales. I mean, if you go look online for season tickets, the entire lower bowl is sold out. I mean, it's 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 there's not a lot of great t- seat options out there right now. If you want to get season tickets, it's just and just to to think that it, i mean as it wasn't that long ago that they were still one of the top teams in attendance it, it it was deep into dan snyder's tenure as owner when things really got bad and then when he changed the name and then it just went downhill but yeah. man i i think as as quickly as it went downhill i mean these the that's the best thing about the new owners is that they didn't just buy a team and you know there's like with the broncos or with the Browns or the Jags, where there's skepticism, like okay, our new owner, what's he gonna do? For for us coming from what we experienced for all those years, it's like anyone was a savior. But I think these guys, yeah. fed, if it was Tillman oh, Fortida, if it was you know Apostolopoulos, like okay, right, I, yeah. you're not Dan Snyder, I'm excited, but right. what do you know about this? Right. But these guys, you're not Dan Snyder, you're experienced in this, and then everything else that comes along, they've all they like they have so much favor they've earned so much favor just oh, by buying the team yeah. so fans are fans are back in all the way because they're not dan snyder right. so i mean they don't even have, like they don't have to win this year they don't have to win right away and fans are still gonna but if they do win this year man man oh man and that's but why i, think, I do I hope it's
2: gonna make the players play
0: harder though I feel yeah like- no i think it. I, I agree that, like, the, like, they're still humans at the end of the day, right? So all this stuff going on, they see the news. They give about the investigations and, and and everything. And, like, and probably just feeling like, you know, I'm walking into this old stadium, this old locker room, and, it, you know, it's just going to be what it is. But with the new owners, like, there's hope. But like, even if things are not changing right this second, like, yeah. we know that they are going to. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's why, like, I would love like, – I mean, could you just imagine if, if you did – you had what go back to 2000 um you had or or just whatever go back a few years but you had Russell Wilson Kirk Cousins Dak Prescott Derek Carr Jalen Hurts whatever uh, these non-first round quarterbacks Tom Brady of of course but imagine if if they actually were the next team because because another one's coming at some point right another Mm -hmm. second but really third fourth fifth round sixth round quarterback is coming that's Mm going to be like wow that came out of nowhere Maybe mm-hmm. it's Brock Purdy, maybe it's not, but imagine if, if this team was the one that got the next one, and it's Sam Howell, and mm-hmm. this year you you Dan Snyder never won 11 games, and this year with the roster that they didn't even put together, they come out here and they win 11 games first time Dan Snyder first year he's gone. I mean that would just do such amazing thing. Just I would love for them to have that start to this new era. I would love that for them. Like I'd love that as a fan of the team, for the team, mm-hmm. and for myself but for them because they they care so much and just because they they, they came and they saved us from Dan Snyder I would love it for them if if Sam Howell came out and had a Kirk Cousins 2015 first year starter season and these guys went 10 and 6 11 and 5 got into the playoffs you know won in the wild card and just did things that we hadn't seen here basically the entire time Dan Snyder was on mm-hmm. that'd be awesome for them cuz they already have so much good favor if that happened it's like it doubles it triples oh my you know and, and I would love that for them because I, I just fans can be so fickle and they can sour on people so quick and forget yeah. where we came from, you know yeah. like yeah. you know, not tonight um, if I can make a biblical reference like the children of Israel when they when they got out of Egypt and they're like, man I wish we'd go back to Egypt like come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean they were human, We're human, yeah. right? So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that tweet comes man. the dance ladder wasn't so bad after all. no, I, I would love for these guys to come out and immediately like, we're not Dan Snyder, and then the team comes out and they performs and sh- and yes. proves that they're not Dan Snyder. Man, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm pumped up.
2: Well, I guess going into that, we can go into some three things you're looking into, looking forward to going into Thursday's practice, uh, training camp. Yep. A couple things from from me and a couple things from you. Um, I think uh, I guess I can go first. Uh, first thing is sure. I want to see the defense. Um. I think the defense is going to be very, very special this year. Um, like I said, we didn't get to talk about the draft much on here, but we did a lot in person. Yeah. Um, but the acquisitions of Quan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes, uh, guys who we've heard about pre-draft, but we wasn't so sure that we were going to get. Um, it's, I think the defense is going to be position flexed out I mean, it's going to be yeah. guys all over the place. Yeah. Schem- schematically, I think. Um, I just think they're going to be able to do a lot of stuff that they couldn't do in the past.
1: And yeah. um,
2: I just think uh, what I'm looking forward is the defense uh, just taking that step. I want to see Forbes. I want to see Chase Young. I want to see uh, yeah. them, them work together with with a new spirit, new atmosphere. Um, I want to see better play call uh, we were. What, what did we finish last year in defense? Three,
0: five overall. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was three. Let me let me double check. It, was, it was way higher than you would have thought, considering yeah. how the
2: season started. <laughs> so I'm looking for some consistency there, and which I think I think they got better. I, I'm I'm, I, I'm a couple things I'm looking for in training camp. First one being the defense camaraderie, same system for, for fourth year coming up. Um, they were top in the first year. Second, they were. Uh, Middling the second year, and last year they were back at the top. I want to see some consistency there.
0: Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm pulling that. Up, I'm pulling it up. The, uh, I mean, you look at how much talent is on the. They were third. They were third overall defensively. Three hundred four yards a game. Um, just crazy considering how, how they started the season. But Man. you look at the. I mean, you've got how many four, five, six, six first rounders. Yeah. There is there someone I'm forgetting. Forbes, Forbes, Jamin Davis, and then Chase, and then the D line, right? And then you got a bunch of seconds. I, there's just so much talent in the defense. So it's a good one. Um, for me, I'm going to start with the easy one, which is of course, Sam Howell, right? You just I, I want to see and hear how he looks every day in camp, um, which can be tricky because, you know, sometimes you'll hear someone say he didn't look great. And then someone else say he was pretty sharp. And sometimes it can be pretty subjective because if 10 plays happen and, I catch five of them and you catch five of them like you may catch the five bad ones I may catch the five good ones and then so but I I really just want to hear how he looks and and if he's steadily if he's if he's consistent at least like even if he's not great but if he's consistently delivering the ball and you know because camp is just different from games and and camp is a process so you know day one compared to day 20 there can be significant improvement um, and so I just want to hear about, I want to hear that the, you know, the explosive plays are happening in practice. He's going to throw some picks in camp. That's not going to bother me. And in camp, you almost want to see what you can and can't get away with. Take the chances. See how tight the windows are and what you can do. So I'm, I'm fine with, he's going to throw picks. But I just want to, you know, I want to hear about the explosive plays happening as well, about the uh, the plays happening in time and in rhythm, you know, where you're able to get the ball out, you know, before you would have been sacked, but they can't touch you. So definitely Sam Howell, and, and I'm excited about seeing him myself formulating my own opinion for mm-hmm. at least Thursday and whatever, uh, whatever other days I'm able to be out there.
2: Right. And the good thing with that is he's going against a top three defense. <laughs> um, I mean,
0: yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> they, these guys are talented. <laughs> so it's right. not like he's going against the number 32 ranked right. defense from last year or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that, that, no, that's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I want to see De'Ami Brown, man. De'Ami Brown is a mm-hmm. guy who I just cannot figure out. I just think he's like a class clown. Um, he just doesn't take it. So <laughs> I, that's just my opinion of him. Could be wrong. Um, yeah. He just seems like a jokester. You know, I want to see him take the next step, because obviously, next year, Curtis Samuel is going to a contract year this year, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken. And um, I mean, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to have to I mean, Dotson. And Terry, they're locked in for the next four right. years, five years. They're locked in. But we need to figure out about that third receiver. Uh, Curtis Samuel has Tennessee tendency to get dinged up. I mean, he played last year. He played well. Um, but I want to see De'Ami kind of take the next step. And, and, and yeah. he was a second-round pick. Um, he played with How. I wonder if that's going to translate. You know, he had that big game against Tennessee where he had two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, right. From Carson. So I wonder if that's there. But I just want to see consistency with Diami. I want to hear good things with De'Ami. Because if he – Produces, if he steps up, that opens up the offense in a way where it's like, okay, now we have four receivers this year yeah. that can yeah. really go. So I want to yeah. see DeAndre Brown. That, that, that's obviously how, but I want to see DeAndre Brown take the next step, be more consistent, show something in the preseason. Last preseason, he started out pretty well, but then he had some drops from how I think of that yeah. Baltimore game where he dropped one along the sideline right yeah. in his hands. So, um, we're gonna see how, him and hows are best buds. They went to college together. They played together. Right. So he should. He right. should. I'm expecting a lot from Deontay this year.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I'm gonna go with stay on the offensive side and go Cole Turner. One, mm. stay healthy. Right, stay healthy first of all. But he undoubtedly looked good summer uh, offseason camp last year, and I think there's some real potential there. He's already a tight end, and you know that you can find those you know those good tight ends in those mid rounds. He was a fifth round yes. pick but he, he moves like a wide receiver. Uh, he's got this. He's got athleticism. He's got speed. He can be a vertical threat. He can run with the ball in his hands. So I first just want, to see, want him to stay healthy. And then I want to see what he can do because I think that his potential is greater than Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas is maybe a security blanket, you know, a possession guy. He, he can't create explosive plays. We know that about Logan Thomas, leader, possession guy, not explosive plays. But what you really want from a tight end is someone who can take something – 80 yards even. You know, that's what that's what Mark Andrews and George Kittle and, and, and uh, Travis Kelsey can do. And so I want to see if uh, Cole Turner can be that guy, that tight end. Amari Rodgers getting hurt because we know he could do something, the ball in his hands. But Cole Turner, I think, can too. I want to see him stay healthy and see if he can be that extra weapon and another security blanket for uh, for Sam Howell as well.
2: Yeah, I have my own Cole Turner. I like him a lot, man. I'm hoping that he can take that next step. Um, apparently, um, I think Logan Thomas said it, that this offense uh, fits his play style better than the last one. The last one was more mm-hmm. vertical. This one is kind of short. Get the ball in okay. his hands and, and make some I moves. Like that. So um, I want to see, last thing for me is Eric Biennemi, man. I, I'm just, mm-hmm. I am really excited about Eric Biennemi and the aspect of his offense. Um, out of training camp, go, especially going to that Baltimore week, I just want to hear how effectively they're moving the ball. I want to hear how the play calling isn't predictable. Um, I think, I, I don't know who it was, but during OTAs, they said that they're trying to score. It seems like they're trying to score every single play. And uh, mm. that's what one of the defenders okay. said uh, when guarding wow. Eric B. what the difference was between last yeah. year and this year is that they, yeah. they're trying to test them every single play. Um, right. I want to hear that coming out of, uh, out of the camp that, Airbnb yeah. has this offense humming. Uh, I don't know. What, what time was practice last year? Do you remember?
0: Um, Man, I didn't make day? it last year. I know that bef- that it's been later in the morning or maybe, yeah, or maybe man, in the afternoon. Like, I want to say 12 or 1 last yeah, year. Yeah, something like that, like 12 or 1. I think something like that, yep. Yeah, Definitely so in, like, the heat, heat of day.
2: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, inter- I'm interested to see how that how this translates uh to to the 9am practices and i just want to hear the enemy i want to i want to hear him correcting i want to see him with that that play call sheet just <laughs> yeah you know, yeah exactly a huge play call sheet man i'm just i just think he I i'm i'm just thankful we have a man he's going to be on the sideline yeah. he's going to be able to call plays on the sideline Right. Booth like Scott Turner was, and right. just looking down and having no interaction. I want to see his relationship and Sam Howell's relationship, how they interact and how they do things and put things together. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's it's Eric Bienemy for me. Um, if he's he's, he, I mean, this is a good opportunity for him. I mean, if he can, right. be, if if him and Howell can get this season going, um, off to a hot start. There's a couple things I watched. Um, I think of uh, I think. Kansas City played the Cardinals last year uh yes. the season opener. Yeah. And they blew them out. They put up uh, I think about 30 points. So I wonder yeah. if um if his, his teams, Andy Reid's teams have a tendency of starting out fast offensively. So I yeah. want to see if that will finally help this will finally be right. the year where we can kind of put our foot on the gas, like go up 21 yeah. on half and just start yeah. you know,
0: start running the ball. Exactly. Because we've only seen Ron Rivera with Scott Turner as offensive coordinator, yeah. and so we don't know how much was was what and whatnot. Yeah. But obviously, coordinator plays such a big was role. Terrible man, his, his Yeah, was and uh, Ron Rivera. I don't remember who uh, I think sat down with John Kime, I think it was, and he he made a he made a subtle comment when he was talking about Eric Bieniemy and and just offense that I think was kind of a dig at Scott Turner. But he was saying, you know trying to trying to always get explosive plays with downfield shots or with vertical routes, you know, that, mm-hmm. I just don't think that that makes sense. It was something along those lines. It was saying, mm-hmm. as opposed to always trying to get the explosive play by by attempting the downfield throw, make the explosive play by getting the ball in the hands of your playmakers and then letting them go. Which they and, did uh, in week 17 against Dallas. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. and stuff exactly. like that. We, exactly,
0: exactly. You were able to see those the yards after the and catch and all that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, um... Last thing for me is definitely Chase Young, right? I'm like I'm super hard on, on Chase Young and, and if I'm being honest, my expectations are not high and i I'm hoping to be proven wrong. But um you know, at camp, he's playing against he's lining up against what Andrew Wiley and Charles Leno. Okay. Neither of those guys are are all pro Pro Bowl tackles, right? We hope that they can get the job done this year for Sam Howell. But I would like to hear that Chase Young, who was the second overall pick, and who is now for sure like fully healthy, right? Yeah. Um, that throughout camp, that it's not really that they're having battles, but that Chase Young is, is appearing and showing up dominant, and that he's using different moves and different approaches and different ways of attacking these guys, and that he's winning, that he's getting to the quarterback, that he's getting to Sam Howell. Like, obviously, if that's happening, it's good for Chase Young. It's probably bad for Sam Howell. You know, There's no way... But I think that hearing that Chase Young is doing that to our tackles will make me feel better uh, than it will hearing Chase Young not doing it make me feel good about our tackles, right? If he's not doing it to our tackles, I'm just going to say Chase Young just isn't performing. But if Chase Young is doing it to our tackles, all right, well, we'll see about our tackles. I already have questions about them. But Chase Young, I at least want to hear that he's beating the guys that we have because the guys we have are, are not special. They're nothing to write home about. If you can't beat Andrew Wiley and Charles Leno, there are not a lot of tackles that you're going to be beating yeah. once the games start, right? Yeah. So definitely Chase Young because um, I'm hoping that they're not picking up the fifth year option, which I completely agree with that decision. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It kind of gives him that, that, like, I want that motivation. Like, I want him to, to have a desire to prove them wrong because, you know, I, I think that they had a very real reason to do what they did.
2: And I think the thing with that is what, what people aren't looking at is the fact that he was drafted by his hometown team. They just got the yeah. ownership. How embarrassing yeah. would it be if you don't get picked right. back up from the new owner? Yeah. New right. Regime exactly. You, <laughs> you go to another team and you see your, your next, just. Oh right. Man, your replacement. Your replacement. And they just, I mean. This this team is moving. It's trending upward. I think this is one. It is with the the new name, with the new gear, with the new jerseys. I think this team is trending, is trending in the right direction to be um, what Jason said in the past of wanting this team to be like. You know, you think of the young, young, young. Kids right now they're liking like the job, the, the Herberts and the, the yeah. Mahomes the, the you know the Chargers right. and the and the Chiefs and I wouldn't be surprised man if, if the Commanders are one of those teams coming up in the next three or four years where you're seeing young guys whether they like the team or not wearing jerseys just because it's, mm-hmm. the organization is running winning games right and, uh Chase Young is this is, is, is do or die man and, and him yep. and Monte him and Montez so um this is going to be a fun off season um i'm ready to see and i I was just thinking the other day i was watching his uh his highlight thing from the summer he looks really really good right he's moving he looks good and um i'm just anticipating that he's going to have a breakout summer i want to hear good reviews this summer because if he's good
0: yeah it takes the defense to another level it takes the defense to another level Makes a huge, huge difference if he's the dominant edge, even Man. close to what we what he was thought thought to be, um, and this will be what good. it's. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. It's gonna make Forbes better. It's gonna make Curl mm-hmm. better. We'll it's help gonna make St. Juice better. Right. And I'm glad we didn't even do our schedule thing yet, but we we need to do our schedule our schedule yeah. uh, predictions because I think right. I'm glad they're playing Buffalo week three as opposed to week 10. So, yeah, <laughs> right, that, right. A lot of yeah. Things. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule now, but i want to get ahead of myself. This is Celebration Pod. Uh, we're back, Pod. And uh, we just want to let you all know we're here now. Uh, Post Snyder, Josh Harris, and Cole, we're here. Yep. And uh, we're ready to roll, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We will talk again soon. Uh, someone at the pep rally recognized me and was like, "Hey, I watched the show. I listened." So I appreciate that. We obviously it's, it's yeah. been a, it's been not a great year for us, but yeah. it's you know it's never too late to 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 get yeah. back in the saddle and just get things yeah. going again. Yeah. If there was ever time to do it, it's right now. Like I said, I'm excited again, so I'm ready. To, I'm ready, and I know you're ready too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah, thank you for everybody who watches, everybody who listens. We're gonna get this thing back up and going. So we will be back again later this week. Uh, safe travels to you, Tay, and yep. we'll we'll talk when you get back. All right. As always, this is Todd.
2: And this is Tay.